0: It's time for another episode of the Cultural Hall. It is an articles of news episode, and buckle up. It's going to be a lot of news. I like to normally keep episodes, if this is your first time finding the Culture Hall, I like to keep them about an hour normally. Uh, but we got a lot of news that we got to cover. Plus, coming up in the third yeah. block, we talk all things temple. We have Corey K. Ward, the pharaoh himself, talking about uh, lots of temple news, including, and I just want to uh, want to leak this a little bit, We've got leaked news about Temple Square coming up in the uh, third block. Plus, I sing a song from the new hymnal. You definitely want to make your way all the way to the end of this episode of the Cultural Hall. That's the third block will be Temple Ticker. Right now, we just we banter around. It's some people's favorite part. They don't even like the news or the interviews. They just like the chitty chatty that we do. <laughs> Megan Mitchell, Megan the Mitch Mitchell, how are you?
1: I'm so good Richie. How are you?
0: I'm well. Tell me uh, tell me what's going on with uh, the the uh, 17 kids you have. I'm I'm betting the spring is pretty busy.
1: Yes. Oh my gosh, there's so much going on on in my household right now. So, um my oldest daughter leaves today on her very first solo trip. Okay. Like no parents, nothing. She's 17. She's going up to Rexburg to visit friends. So, my husband's taking her to the shuttle. She's like, maybe I could drive up there. And I was like, nah, we're nope. not, no, mm-mm, nope. So she's taking the shuttle up to Rexburg for a couple of days. She's going to go see Ryan Hamilton the um, comedian. up there with the comedian who uh, is so funny. So she's super excited. And uh, my second oldest daughter, uh, my 15 year old, she's been home all week with a concussion. Oh, that's so that's fine. been interesting. Um, she got a concussion last Saturday playing pickup basketball okay. and-
0: Church ball, right? right? Is that what we're saying? We're calling it pickup yeah. basketball for sure. liability purposes. Sure, okay.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. She took a shoulder to the chin, Ooh. which you wouldn't think that would be terror, like the, like a lot. I've told people that, and they're like, "Really, a concussion from that?" But I think she ended up with like whiplash, and then like her brain sloshed around. Oof. And uh, we took her took her to the doctor a couple of days later because she was like throwing up and nauseous and dizzy and. Like, we initially called, and they were like, she's probably fine. Do this, this, and this. Then a couple days after that, she still wasn't fine after Mm -hmm. doing this, this, and this. So she's out of school until March 20th. Wow. Because uh, they've got to let that little brain of hers heal. So...
0: So uh, what, is, what, is concussion, what is concussion protocol look like? I know that there is a protocol and you have to be super careful because it can really mess you up right. if you don't take care of yourself during a concussion time. But like, right. is it just laying there? In my mind, I want concussion protocol to be like a neck brace with those things right. like you see in every uh, comedy sitcom that are right. like drilled into the side of your the head. You can, exactly. So you can't yeah. move at all. I'm guessing it's not that extreme. It
1: is not that extreme. And it's interesting because a lot of people will tell you like, no, no screen time, no, no bright lights, no, no loud sounds. But um, first of all, loud noises in my house is the way it is. You know, like there's literally no avoiding uh, volume in my household. Um, And when we were talking to the doctor, he's like, yes, all of those protocols, like they all apply, but they're also not realistic. He said initially like it used to be you just be in a dark room until mm-hmm. you're better but he's like that would literally make you go insane and he's like and they say like be really careful with sleeping but his point the what do doctor you mean be said, careful
0: with sleeping like don't like, fall out of the bed like don't well, do it too yeah. much come on I mean, we are so, changing lives here with the information know, we are sharing
1: no so in it, it like in the first few days after a concussion you have to be careful that they don't like slip into a coma You know, you're like waking them up and like making sure they're breathing and everything. Um, But then the doctor's like, Yeah, after the first few days, you have to sleep because you have to let your brain heal. And that's the best way to let it heal. He's like, Like a a sprained ankle, you you would rest it. Right. So you have to rest your brain too. Um, And like, she can be around the television, but not like focusing directly on it with her eyes. So she can be like kind of ambient television, Mm -hmm. you know, and no like double screening. So no like TV and phone or like TV and video games, but very, very limited on any sort of electronics, but she can still be around it, you know? And, mm-hmm. um, and it's hard because schooling right now, uh, after COVID everything's online now, everything sure. is on the computer. And so she's that's been really hard for her because she can't get onto her Chromebook and do her schoolwork because mm-hmm. it's just, it makes her dizzy, makes her feel really terrible. And so that's really stressing her out a lot because she's worked really hard to maintain a 4.0 Jeez. and she's, she's dropped already just this week. So the school is sending out a teacher a couple times a week to work with her wow. until she can come back full-time. Uh, yeah, they're taking it really seriously. So, um, but and she I, has not lost her patented sense of humor. So we're you. getting plenty of sass and sarcasm and jokes. <laughs>
0: And you can let her know that she can be in the television, but not of the television as far as that goes. So exactly. she can that, that's, yeah, that's, the, that's That's the exactly that right. Uh, I This will fe- feel maybe. That's particularly... exactly right. Well, and
1: it's, oh sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to <laughs> well, made... tell you. So Rich, I've told you that I have a daughter. <laughs> okay, we'll get this. So this is the daughter who loves the chicken butt joke, mm-hmm. right? I've told mm-hmm. you about this. She says, guess what? And then chicken you would butt. say chicken, chicken butt, butt, right? So she, that's. She pretty much believes that she invented that joke and it's hilarious every time she says it, but now she's joking even more so than before concussion. And so like lately, whenever she says something, she'll, instead of using a verb or an adjective, I mean, instead of using an adjective, she'll throw in a celebrity's name. So she'll be like, mom, that would be really Brian Reynolds of you if you got me ice cream or whatever, (laughs) instead of saying mom, that would be really awesome of you. And I'm like, Audrey, is this you being Audrey or is this concussion related? Because I'm not sure. Like every text I get, "Hey mom, that would be so Chris Evans if this happened," and I'm like, "I don't know what's going on." So, it, is there she's ever a, she's a hoot?
0: Is there ever a connection where you can be like, "Oh, I guess I get how this could be very Ryan, Ryan Reynolds of me," or is it just random celebrity?
1: Oh, I fully understand it. Yeah, okay. like okay. I I get it in context with how she feels about that particular um cele- like actor, or also she'll do it with athletes. Like if she's really mad about something, she'll be like, "Oh, that is so Lebron James because she hates Lebron James." She'll Mm -hmm, be like, mm -hmm. "Oh, I'm so, I can't. That's so Lebron James that that happened in this show or whatever. It's really funny. Okay, she's she's a hoot. So I love the hoot. Her to get better.
0: Now two things uh, one, I want to clarify, are we going through all of the kids because I just want to prepare myself if we're going no. down through all the kids. okay. okay. and then the second no, we'll, thing we'll is stop it too. okay. The second thing is, and I don't want to be insensitive to this uh, or the seriousness of the situation, but I do have to point out, doesn't concussion protocol sound awesome? Like being in a dark, being in a dark room where it's quiet and you know, you you don't really do anything and you're not double screening, which by the way, is a term I was unaware of, but just being able to like quiet and dark. And I imagine it to be a little cool and a bed and the blinds and I'm gone. See me in 10 days.
1: Yes. Yes. I, I may or may not be conspiring on ways that once a week, I can just say, leave me alone, concussion protocol, but I don't have a concussion. So yeah,
0: yeah. well, it's the better that. way to do it. <laughs> it's the better way to do the protocol, fake the concussion. Don't always have exactly. a concussion to get there. Yeah,
1: exactly. Exactly. So we're just hoping she gets feeling better soon and can start, uh, cause she's like technically in off season from basketball training mm-hmm. and she can't at this point and hoping that it doesn't last too long, but. Apparently teenagers and kids have a longer recovery time from concussions. I did not know. It takes them longer to get, neither did I. And um, once you've had one, you are more susceptible to having more. And she actually got two concussions when she was like eight or nine, just playing on the playground, you know? And so I'm like, oh Jesus, her little brain, just a mess now. I, I don't know, but. We're we're just hoping that everything gets better after the after the March 20th date. If she's not better, we'll be doing like MRIs and CAT scans
0: Jeez. at well, that
1: point. So
0: Blessings and love, obviously, to you yeah. and the Mitch Mitchell family. Thank uh, you. <laughs> Uh, I'm trying to think of, so so recently for me, uh, cranking out a bunch of Cultural Hall episodes. If you haven't listened to the most recent episodes, be sure you do that, follow and and uh, find any of the episodes. I mean, there's almost and 700 fantastic. of them. There's almost 700 of them. There's surely got to be something that you want to listen to. You can find it at theculturalhall.com or wherever you get shows available in podcast form. I've been uh, I've been hosting the uh, the in-laws this last week. They're in town okay. from Florida. And, uh, and, uh, so my sister-in-law, she lives five houses down the road. So she's been housing the guests of the in-laws and we've been housing nice. the in-laws. And, uh, okay. yeah, it, so I, I like it. I think, I think I've decided that I enjoy it. We've always, my wife and nice. I, we've talked about being the, uh, the host house because we've got a big guest room that has its own bathroom and we can kind of tuck people away and just not have to deal with them if they come to town. And uh, mm-hmm. and I I think I have decided that I like it with one caveat, maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you find yourself being this type of person, Megan, but I this may come as a, a big surprise to some people or no surprise at all to others. I, I am a routine guy like ever there was a routine guy. I like to get up. Okay. I like to have a little bit of the pre-workout. I like to work on the computer while the dog's food is cooling because we heat up water and make it a little soft so he's not eating dry hard bits we like to make them mushy okay. soppy bits then feed him take him out and then I like to go to the gym right well mm-hmm. you don't you don't do that when the in-laws are in town because you 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 become social first thing in the morning before they hit yeah. the slopes and so oh, gotcha and so my uh my routine has been all out of whack and mm-hmm. uh, I, if there's only one detriment I think that that's what it is because now I'm like all right. Well, uh, spent the whole morning being social. I guess I'll, uh, go to the gym. Oh, I don't have time to do that. All right. Well, I guess I'll go to work. So I've been, I've been a little, uh, out of sorts with my routine ornery, but otherwise, love it. Love having the in laws in town.
1: That's awesome. Do you get along with her p- family? And does she get along with your family?
0: Uh, yes. Yes. It's interesting. We're very different. Very, yeah. very different. Um, and, and so, uh, yeah, we get along super well, but we don't have a lot of common interests, except obviously my yeah. wife, their sister or daughter. And, uh, sure. and, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's kind of fun. I sort of like it because it's like, oh, this is what other people think about and do. Okay. I'll join you guys in this kind of thing. All right. <laughs> nice. And, and I don't, I don't know cool. if I bring that to them necessarily, but I, uh, it, it's been fun to uh, have them in town and, you know, be like, oh, I'm going to go to work. Oh, what are you doing? I'm going to play music. I did recently did an event for uh, Vivent, The the uh, solar salesman and the uh, security yeah. salesman did a big party for them. And they're like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm playing 90s hip hop for five hours. And they're like, wait, what? And like, yeah, that's where I'm going. Going to go do that. That's what you yeah. do for work. Yeah. Like it's they knew that that's what I do for work, but they didn't like in practice. They're like, oh, okay. He's going to, all right, go, good. What does that
1: actually mean?
0: Yeah. 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 I get that. Yeah.
1: How long are they there for?
0: Uh, I've got one more day, one day more.
1: Okay, one day more. Another yeah. day, another destiny. <laughs>
0: exactly. Thank you, you nerd. Any it time. is. Hi. Just dropped yeah. it there, and you picked it up. <laughs> uh, let us take a break, and when we come back, um, we're gonna do a couple emails as we start articles of news, and then uh, get right into the articles of news. We'll come back and do that in just a sec. Book Mormon or you can find him on Instagram at Book of Mormon Secrets. This is the opportunity for you to not only be able to see uh, Russ Brunson, be able to go through like all the cool things with the first edition hymnal of the church or uh, the first edition Book of Commandments. This is also an opportunity for you to be able to go and see these books in Idaho or be able to win a replica. You need to go right now to Book Mormon Or you can follow them at Book of Mormon Secrets on Instagram. Imagine running a small business today. It's challenging. Imaging and internet presence is an absolute must. Even with that, you're still a small star in a bright cyber universe. Now, imagine you have someone who understands how to get your site designed for your talents and then easily searched by potential clients. Imagine Lennon Design. Whether it's strictly a website or a whole package of logo creation, advertising media, and promotional materials, Lennon Design is your partner in business. They'll test the balance of their imagination to create something unique for you when you need creative affordable design let it be lennon design call 801-699-3022 or visit lennondesign.com here in the second block of uh articles of news we will do actual articles of news and for the sake of editing and all that stuff i'm gonna say hit it peter you can't lose articles of news and away we go so i want to start with some emails uh I think I mentioned this in the last time we did Articles of News, how I am trying to be better about answering emails and I'm going back through some old emails uh, with folks, people that I never responded to. I know I should just delete it or be like, Meh, I'm not going to worry about it. But that's not how and who I am. Uh, this first email from Tracy, she says, I still listen. I don't often finish the episodes of long scholarly interviews, but I really enjoy the lighthearted fun episodes. With articles of news and the current events, when I hear you having fun interactions with others, but that's just me, says Tracy. She says you're a great. How long ago me. was that? Uh, well, she originally emailed, oh, let's see, in 2021. Oh, wow. Uh, but I reached back out two weeks ago, and then she uh, she responded. She said, uh, I prefer a humorous and casual, uplifting discussion, and anytime I can hear your laugh, it just makes me laugh. Thanks for the great show, Tracy. So thank you to Tracy for listening. Uh, so, let, this is me just going through my email. It's my favorite part of this show when I just go and read things. <laughs> uh, that is an upcoming episode. So uh, down in Texas, there are, is a strong contingent of the church that helps refugees across the border and helps awesome. them have a place to stay. That's future uh, episode of the Cultural Hall. I bring yeah. that up now, not only to tease you to subscribe so that you don't miss it, but also because I just passed that email uh kevin you remember blind kevin he blind uh, said, kevin yeah blind kevin oh <laughs> go to the early days of i the will i'm going to the
1: archive
0: uh he used to email after every episode and we would share his emails uh he just he just wants us to know yeah he still listens not as much as he used to but he still listens sometimes so thanks kevin for your email uh he also wants to come on the show and set me straight which is a, a fun thing maybe i'll Maybe I'll allow him to do, do so. Uh, do Ryan Mercer, this is a great email. Uh, he commented on, I think it was in our last articles of news, I want to say, about uh, social media and missionaries. Does that sound? Yeah. Different? Yeah. Okay. So yeah, that you, was you, me, and chow. So he sends in this email that says, two weeks ago, I had two missionaries come to my house after our awards." current missionaries mentioned to them that I moderate some on online um, communities. He's on Reddit at Latter-day Saints, and he also uh, moderates the Saints Unscripted YouTube comments. Says they came in, they set up three cameras and lighting. Uh, did all that to grab a three-minute interview with me. I asked, and they said their call is as Spanish-speaking missionaries, but as a separate assignment, they are also tasked with generating social media content. He said it was interesting. They set up for a good 30 to 40 minutes and then effectively, no prompting, had me talk to the center camera. I ended up being closer to five minutes, so they had to cut me and start again. They've not edited and uploaded the video yet, and then he says, "You have other places like Called to Share, which is a YouTube channel that uploads videos that he apparently finds around the internet of missionaries doing the same thing and missionaries just talking them, uh, just talking themselves." It definitely sounds like a somewhat common thing. But what it does not tell me is to whether or not these guys get or these uh, elders and sisters get specific social media instruction and or. Like, are they to hop on the blogs and find out about the latest and greatest in the social media space to be able to share that? I don't know, but I appreciate your email, Ryan.
1: You you know what? I wonder about that as I think a lot of the missionaries are coming with that skill set already, Okay, you know, like um, just because of their age and what they've been utilizing anyway before their missions. You know, um, my niece served a mission in uh, Paris during COVID
0: uh, while she
1: was... She was reassigned to Louisiana for a while. And then once she could get vaccinated, she went to Paris. Ooh, blah, blah. And then, um, but her mission, some of the missionaries in her mission put out the most gorgeous music video singing, a French Christmas carol. Right. Okay. And they had like drone footage and the editing and the sound was, it was straight up professional. Wow. And I'm just, you know, I wonder how many of those elders and sisters are coming with that ability already. That it maybe is more just like a little bit of honing of the of the skills and you know really dialing in on the messaging as opposed to the actual like training for it.
0: Because I so I know like on the analytics side et etc. Um, that uh, l- like uh, when we had um, I can't Russ Brunson. Russell Brunson on, and he talked about some of the stuff that they're doing on the back end as far as like generating leads up in the Idaho area in that mission. I know that they definitely do some of that stuff, but I but I am curious if it's like, today's lesson for district meeting is three-point lighting. And right. now we're going to, you know, it's like, what, like heavenly lighting? And it's like, sure, we'll make a gospel principle out of okay. this, but <laughs> each of them, I don't know. Uh, I uh, I shamed someone into taking off their uh, Apple podcasts review this last week, Victor for the, uh, for the good guys. Yeah. This guy, uh, posted a horrible review and, uh, I found him on social media and I said, okay, what, what are you doing here? Cause his review, here's the thing. His oh. review was not about the show at all. And, okay. and by the way, I encourage everyone to leave a review. Won't you please? But his review was not about the show. It was about an interaction that he had on one of our social media outlets and was like, I can't believe this. And I'm like, it's. listen, feel how you yes. want to feel. That's fine. But the reviews for the show are reviews for the show. So speak about the show. Review the show. Do that here. Right. Take up your beef somewhere else. Oh,
1: that's weird. Well, good good for you for shaming them to take it down.
0: Right. Thank you. And then finally this. Jerks. <laughs> this, this email <laughs> from Travis. Uh, he says, I'm still a regular listener of the cultural hall. The greatest show in podcast form says, I honestly don't remember what inspired me to write the original email. This is an email from, let me look when his is from. His, <laughs> oh, his email is also from 2021. Uh, he says, however, I do not feel the articles of news episodes are any more open-minded than they were. They're fun to listen to, and they help me understand other thoughts on things, but only from one side. There are many different thoughts and feelings in a ward, and two representation of a cultural hall would be less slanted to the virtue signals and one-sided liberalism. Ultimately, he says, we are all children of God, Just because I don't agree with your position on all things doesn't mean I don't love and respect the hustle and hard work that makes you special. I hope that holds true for those who don't hold the same positions on things as you. We are in an open war of good versus evil. As long as the side who is supposedly on the side of good, God continues to divide itself, is going to be tougher than needed. Your interviews are highly informative, but also slanted at times. Will take a lot more than you've given to drive me away. Also, haven't had the occasion to hire you but hope to hire you as a DJ for some future event Travis so thank you Travis for emailing contact at the culturalhall.com we will at some point I'm sure share your email out of context in the future and we do some news uh you've got a bunch I've got a bunch uh I don't remember what time we started but we're gonna go for a good long chunk of news take it away with Let's your first story
1: all right so at UC Berkeley, Uh, Let's see, when was it? A few days ago, a gentleman set himself on fire on campus and he was so sad. He was shouting Mormon mafia while he was on fire and um, bystanders tried to help him. He kept like telling them to stop. Finally, um, a shop owner came out with um, a fire extinguisher, put the fire out on the gentleman. But unfortunately, he passed away. And he has been identified as 42-year-old Chet Borer from Salt Lake City. But they have, like, no motive or understanding of why this happened, other than, obviously, a mental health issue of some kind. But do, do we have why any he was idea? yelling Mormon mafia. Do we have you know? any
0: idea if he's a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints?
1: Uh, in this particular article that I'm reading or that I found, it didn't say one way or the other. Okay. Um, but like, you know, he, he, originally, he was yelling Mormon mafia. And actually I need to correct myself. He's from Salt Lake County, not Salt Lake city. It could be Salt Lake city. It could also be elsewhere, but
0: could, he's be, from Harriman. Here,
1: could be Harriman. You don't know anything. And it could be Bluffdale. All kinds of crazy things happen in Bluffdale. Yes. Um, but yeah, so really sad uh he has in fact passed away from his injuries. Um hopefully they can figure out what was going on
0: oh, with geez. him. Is uh really yeah. sad. And and don't watch the video if you're like, oh hey, maybe I'll watch this.
2: Nope. Don't
0: don't do not do that. No. It uh
1: no, don't do that.
0: I I'm I'm so I also once I saw this, I was like, what could he possibly be referencing? And you know that there is a group that right. considers um, Vegas home of the Mormon mafia that there, that, that there is, right. they, they do feel like that there's an underground group of Mormon mafia in the Las Vegas area. So I don't know, maybe we're going to find out years from now that this guy was onto something, uh, certainly sad onto about his loss something, and, yeah. and certainly his mental health issue, but yeah, it's, I, I, I don't know. Uh, okay. Terrible to
1: witness. Yeah. And UC Berkeley, I, Believe is giving um, you know, counseling to people who witnessed the whole incident. And great for good Samaritans and bystanders who were trying to help. Um and yeah, hopefully some resolution comes from that. I'm sure his family is devastated. Um, yeah, for sure. So really uh, sad.
0: Um, go ahead. I, I was gonna say, I'm so apparently my uh my news document is a little corrupted. So I'm gonna have you lead to the next one while I try and get this figured okay. out. What is All your right. next story?
1: Rugby star William Papawate. I don't know if I'm saying that right. I if I totally butchered it, I apologize. Um, but he's he's been in the news with the church in various um, various uh, platforms. The New Era magazine. Um, he was in an "I Am a Mormon" video. He's from Australia, but he plays rugby now in the UK. Oh, he was also talked about in Elder Stevenson's talk in General Conference. Your Priesthood Playbook put a link in the show notes, Richie. Okay, to that It'll talk. Be there. Um, awesome, but he—he he just Church News caught up with him. He's doing wonderful over in the UK with his family. He's got four little kids with a fifth on the way, with his wife who goes by the name Jimmy. Um, darling, darling family, and he talks all about his faith and how he is respected by all of his uh, teammates. Um, the staff for the team he plays on, which is the St Helen's Rugby Football Club uh, in the United Kingdom. He's he made news because he gave up a really really large professional rugby contract to serve his mission in Brisbane, Australia. Um, super super amazing family. Um, he fills his Instagram with all of the all of the faith and rugby that you could possibly want. Um, and he said that uh, if you set your standards and values right from the start, it eliminates a lot of challenges. Um, and he says, with obedience to a health code and being chased, I've been protected from consequences that have cost some athletes their careers or their contracts because of misconduct. Great example of living the gospel and being still an awesome member of the world and society and church and. Great family, super darling.
0: Well, and it's interesting because you mentioned that he's just this rugby player. He's got you know four kids, one on the way, five, and that it's this thing, right? But he is like, as I understand it, he is like the Michael Jordan of rugby, and he put this off, like you mentioned, to to go and to serve a mission. So it's not like he's moderately good at rugby. He was he he was next level sort of talent.
1: Absolutely, It, it made waves through the rugby world when he decided to take the time off to serve um but yeah like i said go take a look at his social media because it's it's the cutest you know they've got <laughs> he's got old videos from his mission he's got his family represented you know he talks about being able to bless one of his daughters and uh yeah just awesome awesome uh, examples. I,
0: and i bet this tough rugby player really loves that you're like it's the cutest
1: it's the cutest <laughs>
0: He has the cutest social media ever. Uh, So let me take you to this news story. So this, I'm having a lot of fun uh, with my news fetcher right now. In that, um, well, what has happened is, is apparently one of the stories that I had just copied and pasted, and copied and pasted, and copied and pasted, and now there is just like a thousand pages (laughs) of this particular story over and over and over and over again. I thought. So you you sent me this uh article mm-hmm. and I and I thought that we um shared this, but maybe we didn't. Um about the uh the woman who got mocked online. I thought we shared that. So this as an is article a follow-up.
1: This is oh, a follow-up.
0: Okay. Okay, so, so tell me so tell me what the follow-up is. Yeah. So the
1: follow-up is so she was mocked on, on TikTok because she called a purse luxury when it. People thought it wasn't a luxury purse. They were making fun of her. And she's a member of the church. She's originally from the Philippines, living in Singapore. Well, the company that makes the purse, I can't remember the name of it, but they found out about this story and they invited her and her dad to their headquarters. They fed her a beautiful lunch. They took her on a tour of their factory, showed her everything. And then they gifted her several bags, several handbags, um, because they wanted to show her how awesome she is, that she stood up to the internet trolls. And they rewarded her very nicely. And she said it was just an awesome experience. And it was so kind of them to do that. So, so just a that. cute little update to the story. So take, take that, Trolls. that,
0: Trolls. Trolly, Trolly, Trolley.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I, uh, I'm going to have to scrap my news. Uh, so we'll go Well, I have this.
1: so many stories, Richie. Yeah. I mean.
0: Yeah, you know. I'm just going to have to scrap this, though, because guess what? It's terrible. It just is a replay of the same thing over and over and over and over. And wait for it. Over again. So let me just delete that. We're going to just go. ahead and. All right. So uh, I want to go now to um, this story. The uh, the church sending medical supplies, tents and more to Turkey and Syria. Now, here's something something that I don't know. And maybe you can help me. Is it just the language? Because as the church shares this and this particular one is from the uh, church newsroom in the UK. Uh, it spells turkey different, different than I've ever seen it spelled before. Do you know anything about this? I know this is not at I all the point of the article. But, <laughs> I know but, nothing. <laughs> but in the article, it's it spells turkey T-U-R-K, which is, I think, how we would all spell the first part of turkey. But then it's I-Y-E. And I've never seen that spelled before like and that. there's w- two dots above the U. Yeah. An umlaut, I think, is what that's called. Yeah. Uh,
1: um, I know nothing.
0: Yeah I wonder I wonder uh you know recently um everything in Ukraine I think that in the United States we used to call it Kiev right but we all know now that it's Kiev, and there's some spelling things there as well. I wonder if it's just the church being more sensitive to how it is in that particular area and making that effort, but that's not the story at all. Would you like to take the actual part of the story that people should pay attention to?
1: I would love to. So this story is from February 24th. So we're a few little ways out from that. As of February 24th, the um, the church's donations to the victims totaled more than $5 million. They've sent, um, let's see... The Bishop Couset uh, said the losses and suffering caused by these earthquakes have been staggering. Our hearts and prayers truly go out to our brothers and sisters in Turkey and Syria. We are deeply grateful that we as a church have the means to help them now and in their long journey to rebuild. So some of the things that they have sent, um, 40 large tents, which can accommodate 20 people along with generous donations of clothing, um, for men, women, and children. Um, and they've done this all through kind of the middle, the middle man is, a, an organization in Frankfurt, Germany, that's kind of handling the disperse thing of everything. Um, and they're doing this all in conjunction with project hope, the Adventist development and relief agency, um, That is including donations of food, water, shelter, health clinics, heaters, coats, medical supplies, hygiene kits, blankets, baby items, and generators. And then that was all in Turkey. And then in in Syria, they're working with Med Global Mercy Corps, the International Medical Corps, and Rama Worldwide. Um, And they're, again, sending um, food, water, shelter, blankets, fuel, hygiene kits, baby supplies, and sanitation services. Um, So, yeah, they're doing doing a lot of good work over there to try to help the victims of those devastating earthquakes and um like bishop Kuse said it's great that we have the means to be able to do it. Here's the thing that I love about the humanitarian efforts that the church does and I don't know that I've ever really thought about this. I love that rather than um saying okay, we're all going to Syria, we're all going to Turkey, here's your pallets of stuff. Mm-hmm. Instead, they partner with people who already know how to do it
0: they already oh, yeah.
1: know what they're doing they've already made the connections that need to be made in those areas so instead of us coming in and saying we're the mormons and we know how to do it right we can actually partner with people and, and not reinvent the wheel and i think that that's really really important for making uh, good connections and for, um, getting the donations where they need to go. Now, do I think that we could probably figure out how to do it? Absolutely. Like we have the ability to figure out how to do it right. But when people are already doing it right, there's no need for us to go in and figure that out, you know? So.
0: Absolutely. Uh, I, uh, the, the humanitarian effort, I love anytime we can hear about anything, you know, with the cyclones here and the hurricanes there and the tornado, this, I just, you know, I can't get enough of when they, when they say, Hey, this is what we're doing and and what's going on. I know for a long time, it didn't seem like the church would share much of that stuff because they kind of, uh, I don't don't know if they just felt to, to keep it closer to the chest or didn't want to be braggy about it or whatever the thing is, but man, I love it. I will eat that stuff up anytime, any, anytime that the church shares it. Uh, Other podcasts, you know. Normally, I don't uh, tell people about uh, you know podcasts to listen to because mm-hmm. thou shalt have no other show available in podcast form uh, than this. But uh, I mean, th-
1: there is the Little Lessons podcast. I don't well, know who hosts sure, that one. Sure, but.
0: sure. Never heard of it. I'm just teasing. Check that out, <laughs> won't you, please? But, but you know, I mean, and and I think that you would probably feel the same way, right? If someone said give me one recommendation. You would probably tell people about the little lessons first, and I would yeah. similarly say the cultural hall. And if you have time, there's others. But I want to point people right. towards a couple that uh, that have caught my ear slash eye recently. One is um, the, the most recent, as of this recording, of Mormonland from the Salt Lake Tribune. They talk with Eric Huntsman, who runs the uh, Jerusalem Center in, you guessed it, Jerusalem. And he's talking about uh, everything with Easter and about how his family observes the Easter holiday and about a new project that him and really uh, recent guest Trevin Hatch of the Cultural Hall that you can do and observe each day of the Easter week uh, in a Latter-day Saint tradition, in a major sort of Christian tradition. And I think that's awesome. He's actually going to be, we're going to allow him to take over our... um, social media the week of Easter, oh, cool. and so he's going to take us to Jerusalem itself uh, to be able to show the different things in the Holy Week, so that should be awesome. I'm looking forward awesome. to that, and then also, and this you'll allow my inner nerd to just squee at this point, that um, the church has put out the... Uh, most recent podcast remember the first vision one that they did a couple years ago right. talking about like this is what it might have looked like and here's why there's the different uh, the documents and occasions of it or whatever um it's called kirtland city of revelation a joseph smith papers podcast it's an eight-part documentary style mini-series that's hosted by church historian spencer mcbride and i love
1: it i was gonna say oh, i'm great. sure you're super uh, nerding out about that one uh,
0: It's so nerdy. It's so nerdy. So if I can
1: think of any podcast that would be like, Kirtland, this is for Richie, you know, like Mm -hmm. that one is tailor-made for you.
0: Yeah. Real great. They do a great job. They have a bunch of different uh, historians and guests and, you know, lots of people that you'll recognize as previous guests of the cultural hall. Uh, Jenny Reeder is one of them. You've got, uh, Matthew Godfrey, who's also been on Robin Jensen, who's been a part of it. Carrie Mulestein, all talking about the different parts of the, uh, the Kirtland era of the church. And it's so great. It's so great. So cool. The uh, previous three series that they launched, uh, surpassed 5 million downloads and streams and the number continues to grow. So we'll leave a link for that and those wow. other, uh, church produced podcasts in the show notes for you to check it out. Where do you want to go?
1: Uh, let's see. Um, so they've made some changes to seminary and institutes that I thought are really interesting. This is a little bit of an older uh, article from January,
0: mm-hmm. but I'm
1: really excited about this. Tell so me. it's, um, it's supposed to be more Christ centered, learner focused and scripture based. Um, and it's interesting. So when I went to seminary a long time ago, my seminary didn't do scripture mastery. Did your seminary do scripture mastery, Richie?
0: Yeah, but I'm I'm uh, I'm older than you, Megan the Mitch Mitchell.
1: Well, I know that, but like every other school did scripture oh, mastery except okay. mine. Um, and so, like, I remember going to Efy the first time, and the speaker was like, "This is a scripture mastery scripture. You should all know it." And I literally turned to my friend and I said what the heck is scripture Mastery <laughs> and they're like, it's the scripture that you know and I was like, nope, I don't nope. know that I've nope. never heard of the word I've never even heard of the phrase scripture Mastery what is it- uh-huh. and so they've done away with that anyway but now sure. they're moving even farther away from like the memorized you know this is uh I'm a good seminary student because I memorized all these things they're doing away with that which I think is really really awesome and they um are, Going, let's see, this is, um, they're trying to lean into teachings from President Nelson. So, to know your divine identity, draw on the power of Jesus Christ and your covenants, let God prevail and follow his prophet, teach truth and love, and take charge of your testimony. So, instead of having them, um, the kids, instead of reading in the assigned book of scripture for the course of study for 75% of the semester, Students will be required to read selected scriptural passages each term and then create their own reading goals. And they talk about how having such strict requirements in order to graduate and receive your seminary credit really can cause issues for kids who don't have as much familial support, don't have as much of a dedication to the gospel as some other kids. And how they need to be more inclusive of everybody and all of their situations, mm-hmm. which I think is really, really awesome. Really awesome. Um, and they they all equate it to the parable of the sower from Matthew 13, where it says um, some seeds bringing forth and hundredfold, some 60 fold and some 30 fold. And all of those seeds, he makes a good point. Those were all in good dirt. You know, none of those seeds were thrown in the rocks or anything. So you have lots of kids who are coming in the best circumstances that they can. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to make it so that it's easier for people to get their credit while building their testimonies. And I think it's I think it's really an awesome an awesome change.
0: Yeah, I love And I said
1: certainly we should have high expectations, but we should also be careful not to discourage those who are doing their best in the circumstances that they are in.
0: Sure. And it becomes less checkboxy and more meaningful. I love it. I love that that's the way that the whole church is sort of going. Now, in the uh, the links of uh, different news articles that you wanted to chat about, um, since Mm -hmm. we're sort of going off of what you've got, because again, it just was the uh, man who set himself on fire over and over and over again, pasted like a thousand times. And so the document wouldn't even open. So I had to delete it.
1: And that wasn't my fault, was it? No, no,
0: no, no. Zero percent. Okay, good. Uh, but you have, in your links, you have uh, a story about First Lady of the State of Utah, Abby Cox. Spencer Cox, obviously a previous guest of the Cultural Hall. Is this is just a, a lot about her. How, this is in here because she's an amazing individual, or was there something that stuck out to you in regards to their membership in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints?
1: Um, so I, I love Spencer and Abby Cox. I think that they are such an amazing example of how you can be good faithful members of the church be in politics and not be jerks Mm -hmm. and be um, kind and inclusive and empathy driven in the work that they do. And the thing that I love about her is that she doesn't have like aspiration. Like she wasn't the one who wants to be like the governor's wife and live in the governor governor's mansion. Mm -hmm. I just think she has an amazing humility that women in the church, like we can look at her as a very shining example of how we can reach out in our communities and we can really build up those around us. And, um, she comes from pretty humble circumstances and by all accounts, it looks like that has continued on in her adult life. She would really just love to be at her farm, taking care of, you know, all of the farm duties and, um, not necessarily be in the governor's mansion, but I think she's taken that opportunity, that that position, and she's really channeled it into some really good things happening in Utah. Um, She's very service driven, um, really working hard to promote unified sports in schools. And um, yeah, I think she's doing some really amazing things. And in the article, they talk specifically about how the Coxes specifically, Spencer and Abby, can really be a good shining example of conservatism in the West. Mm-hmm. You know, we have so many now. Okay, Richie, I'm a fairly right leaning person, okay. but I have some left leaning tendencies. Sure, you know, I, <laughs> <laughs> I
0: have some left leaning tendencies. Left-leaning I love it. Tendencies. Go on, go on.
1: Um, one of the things that drives me crazy about people on any political side who get so far to one direction or the other is that mm-hmm. they just stick their heels in and they have no interest in listening to other opinions and even moving their needle even a little bit. Mm-hmm. And um from my perspective, if people on the right-hand side could move just a little bit more, mm-hmm. I think a lot of good things could happen. Sure. Just in the way we interact with people, you know. Yeah. And and frankly on the left too, but I think that if we're talking conservatism in the west they're a really good example of how you can be conservative you can be um but still have some inclusion that maybe is not particularly present all the time I'm trying well, to be diplomatic yeah no listen you're gonna you get, get hate
0: but you get the nose <laughs> you get the nose in the camel's tent megan the Mitch Mitchell know, then how do you know. get the camel out
1: i don't know I don't know, but you might get hate mail from people saying, don't let Megan the Mitch Mitchell on anymore. And um,
0: and then in do, three sorry, years time, me. I will read those emails. <laughs> so there we go. Uh, <laughs> there if, we go. Th- if nothing else, that article r- reminds me that I need to rededicate myself. She agreed that is Abby Cox, first lady of the state of Utah to be in the cultural hall. I just need to reach out to her and, and uh, have that conversation because I would really love yeah to welcome her in and have her do that. Uh, If you did not listen to one of the most recent episodes of the cultural hall, we talked with Chris Thomas about the 20th anniversary of the return home of Elizabeth Smart. He's written a book. You can find that uh, episode at the or whatever pod fetcher you use. Um, But that has been all sorts of uh, in the news here in the state of Utah because Sunday March 12th marks the 20th anniversary of Elizabeth Smart's return home after being kidnapped back in 2022. So 20,
1: uh, 2002.
0: Yeah yeah I'm sorry yeah 2002 thank you thank you. 20 years otherwise it would just be one year. Um Last year. <laughs> so you see a lot you see a lot of uh, Elizabeth Smart being interviewed and then the guy who we had in the cultural hall uh, Chris Thomas, talking about his perspective. He's the guy, if you don't know, haven't listened to that episode yet. Um, he was sort of called up into duty, particularly trained for the moment to be the um, public affairs officer for the smart family, the sure. one who who for about nine months was the face of the case for the smart family, uh, being able to do the press uh, conferences and help keeping Elizabeth smart in the news and all the things. And pretty, pretty awesome episode. If you have not yet checked that out. That was a really really good good. interview. Thank you very much. Uh, Really great interview. I appreciate that. What else do you have that you want to make sure we get into this? We're probably rounding this thing out.
1: So Roots Tech just happened Uh and uh, I didn't go. Um, Perfect. Every year I'm like, oh, wouldn't it be so cool to be there? Uh And then I don't. And I, one day, one day I'll get there. Um, The big, big name that they had come was Sean Astin from Lord of the Rings, uh-huh. Rudy, you know, he's been around Hollywood, Jordan Sparks. So you've, you've gone through all of that, but I wanted to touch on a couple of highlights from the, the conference. So, um, in an interview with Kirby Hayborn, who was kind of like, he was the MC, is that mm-hmm. right? The,
0: mm-hmm. the, I, I the harassed Hollywood. him online, previous guest, episode <laughs> two of the cultural hall. He was doing a bunch of like Instagram and Facebook lives. And, uh, what what I loved doing was commenting from the Cultural Hall account enough until I could throw him off. And then <laughs> I was like, okay, I'm done watching. And then I click out and come back when he was on again.
1: Well, in an interview with Kirby, Sean uh, Astin talked about how his daughter is like really into genealogy. Hmm. Really, really, she's fallen in love with it. And um, he texted his daughter right before he went out on this interview with Kirby Hayborn and said like, why, why do you love genealogy? And she said, it's a way to learn about the ancestors that live on through me. We are the key to our ancestors' eternal life. And through my children, in a way, I will live forever. So it is, in, it is important to honor that. And then she said, I think we all repeat certain generational patterns. And learning from my ancestry is the biggest cheat sheet to solving life's greatest problems. And uh, Sean Astin even said that, He's like, yeah, I need to do better. I need to, I need to really learn about my family history because his daughter is doing it. And he's like, I need to do it too. But my favorite part is when she said we are the key to our ancestors, eternal life. And I'm like, I mean, they're not members of the church at all, you know, Mm -hmm. but um, I look at that and I'm like, yeah, in a very real way, we are like, it's not just about learning about them, but in a very real way, we are the key to their eternal life. And when you throw in uh, the temple and eternity and everything like that. So very cool for them. Also, um a Adasa, I didn't know she was going to make an appearance. Do you know who Adasa is?
0: Is that the, uh, that's the woman who did the, uh, in, we in don't Kanto. talk about Bruno. Why can't I think yes. of that?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And Kanto, the movie that, in Kanto. That, So I didn't, I, couldn't I didn't know it. that she I don't was going
0: to be. I don't have the kids at home, so I don't have that's the Disney lo- movies on loop.
1: Well, and you know, what's funny with that movie, when Mm -hmm. it came out, our whole family had COVID, Uh like all of us, all eight of us. And I was the sickest and I I was like, in bed, could not move, couldn't get out of my room. And I just kept hearing it from Mm -hmm. downstairs because it was literally playing on a loop downstairs because my, he was four at the time, or he was actually three. He wasn't even four yet. My youngest, he was, he had COVID, but wasn't very sick, like. You what he was totally normal. And so he just wanted to watch TV all the time. And my mm-hmm. husband is like, Yes, we're all so sick. Yes, you can watch Encanto. So I had no idea what this movie was. I had never heard of it. And all I heard for like six days straight was the music of Encanto with no context to the storyline or anything. So anyway, that's just a little tangent because that's what I do. Hold
0: but on, I did not hold know on, that is. Adaf- You know why your whole family? You know why your whole family got COVID at the same time? I'm no epidemiologist, but you know why? Do you know why?
1: Is it because all eight of us are in a house together?
0: I mean, probably that's some of it, but you know why else? (laughs) Tell me. Talked about Bruno? We don't. We We don't talk about Bruno, and you guys chose to. We don't. And then you had to live with the consequences. Go on.
1: Which was all eight of us down with COVID at the same time. Oh, but I did not know that Adassa was going to make any sort of appearance at RootsTech, but she did. And um, she ended her surprise visit with a performance. And so that's fun. Um, and she talks about how uh, she has a few Brunos in her family. Mm. And I thought that that was funny. Mm. And don't we all? Um, so that was just another fun highlight. And yeah, that's, that's it, all I'll commit. say about RootsTech. Let's Roots go to RootsTech
0: Roots next year. Let's get, let's, let's do get, it. let's get a uh, cultural hall contingent and go to Roots Tech. Probably well, one of the a yeah, haven't we, you uh, talked about doing a booth? Yeah. Haven't you talked about
1: doing a booth there?
0: Yeah. Here's the deal. Things take money and time. Yeah. Both of which I have neither. No <laughs> <laughs> uh, shoot. Yeah, sure. no, I'm in. Let's, let's commit to it. And anybody we'll else it. who wants to come, Megan, the Mitch, Mitchell, are you in for a day next year?
1: Absolutely. Can we get shirts?
0: Yes. No, in fact, I insist on it. We get an obnoxious okay. color that makes it look like a family reunion shirt and all yes. of us have the same shirt and we all have to walk around together no matter yes. how much it disturbs yes. traffic, et cetera.
1: <laughs> can we get our nicknames on the back?
0: Yes, of course. Of course. Okay. I, I'm okay. offended that you even had to ask that. Uh, one know. last one last know, right? aside and if I can find it. Um, uh, I hung out with Sean Assen at Disneyland about a decade ago. So I, yeah, I've got to find that picture. It was absolutely hilarious. I must have met that daughter because they were all there. Um, Sean and I both ran a uh half marathon out in Disneyland. Ew. And uh and so we were wandering around and it got to the point where Sean's wife said, "I'm going to go take the kids on a ride. You can stay here and talk if you would like." And then I was like So are you <laughs> like BFS? You probably better go, Sean. You probably
1: should. You probably should. That's funny. Uh um, um cool. Yeah. That's, yeah, kind
0: of fun. Uh yeah. We're love we're, that. we're rounding this thing out and uh there's a couple uh articles that I just want to make a quick mention of. Uh the first of which is mm-hmm. did you read the book Educated Tara Westover's Educated? I've
1: never read it. I've oh. I've known a lot of people who've absolutely loved it, but I've never I we've established this routine, I'm not a big reader a um, couple episodes ago we decided I can't read and I can't do math. Yep. So um I've never read it, but I've heard all about it.
0: But here but here is where I'm not la- allowing you the exception. You go to the gym, okay. one may say you're a gym rat if you will. Yeah, you, fair. you I yeah. I know without even asking you that you take headphones to the gym. I do. So, so yeah. put, put you know, even if you do one day a week where you're listening to your Audible book, it's Motivational Mondays and you listen to it, whatever. You don't have to theme it with an alliteration. Here's but, the
1: thing, though. Richie, I'm too busy listening to the Cultural Hall.
0: Well, okay. That is yeah, the, the one exception. That is the one exception. <laughs> and we do have almost 700 episodes, so you'll be busy the rest of your I life. Know. But Educated That's is your- a great one. There's a great book about the Chad Daybell and Lori Vallow uh, case that you should oh. listen to. Uh the the uh I'm glad my mom died that we talked about a while back. I really
1: want to read that one.
0: That uh yeah. that's a great one. I listened to Bad Mormon. That is moderately meh uh but it, it is the way that I can do it. And if you just are like, I want to listen to faith-promoting things, they've got the Deseret Bookshelf, which is essentially audible for the Church oh. of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Right. And it's great. Same kind of deal. Subscription service. You can get it. You're welcome, Deseret Book. Go ahead and send that check to Richie at the Cultural Hall. Um, seven cents. Yeah, <laughs> seven cents for every listen. Uh, so, so check and do that. Um, there is an article where this all came from. There's an article... Mm-hmm. About uh, the Westover family that is uh, mentioned, and by that yes. I mean deeply mentioned in Educated, um, giving their perspective on Tara's memoir. Because she talks about yeah. it and paints her family in a fairly negative light, yeah. and this is in the Desert News, and it just is like, hey, here's the other side of that story. here's what we feel like really happened. Here's, you know,
1: right, right. No, it was an interesting article to say the least. Cause like I said, I I know all about the book. I know the premise of it. I know she said like her parents were like crazy preppers who don't trust the government. And it sounds like to a certain extent, some of that is accurate, but from their perspective, she took it to an extreme that maybe in their minds was not the case. So yeah, it's just interesting to see those different sides represented.
0: (laughs) Uh,
1: and you know, it's good to give people a, a chance to kind of tell their story too. You know? Sure.
0: And, and the truth is in the middle, everybody. Yes. Uh, there, there's an article, this is from LDS living, just worth a quick mention because of the upcoming St. Patrick's day. Uh, <laughs> I, I like, I like these kind of articles cause they go, Hey, what's coming up? St. Patrick's day. Let's write an article about it. And that's a thousand percent what this article is.
1: And then relate it to the church.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, church in Ireland, happy St. Patrick's day. Check this out. That's that is what. Uh, if you've been curious as to what the church is like in Ireland, you can find that link in the show notes. Uh, go ahead
1: and read that article without an Irish accent. I yep. dare you.
0: Er-t-t, er-t-t, er-t. <laughs> uh What? Uh, maybe let's end it here, uh, and I'll let you. I'll let you bring it home. The thirty-day uh, challenge. What is this?
1: Okay, so the church um, asked for kind of young adults. Um, yeah, they were young adults, not young single adults, just young adults to pick um, a principle from general conference in the fall and try to improve upon it, live it kind of wholeheartedly for 30 days. And then they created uh, vlogs about it. And I have somehow deleted that article from my phone. But Lots of really really neat experiences of these people committing, recommitting, and uh, doubling their commitment to living the gospel, living the principles of the gospel. And it was some, things as simple as I want to spend more time with my wife, mm-hmm. you know, or I want to develop more self love by taking care of my health. Um, so I like it because they're they're pretty simple ways that we can dedicate ourselves to living different principles of the gospel. It doesn't have to be something super overwhelming. It's making little small incremental changes that um these people did to increase their connection to Heavenly Father and increase their dedication to the gospel so pretty 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 neat and the church created videos on YouTube they've all been released I believe there might be one more coming out but they've all been released on YouTube and you can watch them and see these uh these Saints and their thoughts one's from Italy I think there was one from Hawaii and then two other locations that I can't remember
0: you know so, yeah the thing that I love and and kind of wrapping it out on this is where it it really is, like you mentioned, the small incremental changes. I can't remember. And he used to be my boss, the guy who spoke in general conference and basically did a book report about atomic habits. He uh, yeah. talks about the bicycle team in Great Britain. Why can't I remember? This oh, yes. Name?
1: I can't remember his name either but I love that talk. That's talk uh, so good. I
0: can't yeah, it really, it. it really is. I give him a hard time, not only because he used to be my boss, but, um, because it, it really did feel just like I read this book called atomic habits and I'd like to share with you all of the principles that are shared within, but let's take all that aside. The like 1% difference. Like if you make 1% difference for 30 days, that's 30% difference. But let's just say that you make 1% difference in 30 days. That's still yeah. 1% different from where you were before. It's huge. And I think that sometimes we think about these big, monumental, you know, sacrificial, massive, the saints go west with their hand cart kind of things. And we just don't need to do that crap.
1: Right. Well, it's not crap, but you're right. We what? don't need to do it.
0: Well, I think we, yeah, fair, fair. It is not crap. But I do, I just don't think that we, like, we don't have to burden ourselves in these massive ways. In order to have change. Thank you for calling me out and saying that that's not crap because it is not
1: crap. You're welcome. Well, it's Uh, interesting. So right now we're in the season of Lent, mm -hmm. which is obviously we don't celebrate it in our church, but in our faith tradition, but that's like the biggest part of the year Mm -hmm. for Catholics, for a lot of Christian denominations. And so I've been observing like my own homemade Lent Mm -hmm. this season. Um, And the one thing that I, that I found out is that the color purple is really symbolic during the season of Lent between, right. And, and the purple specifically represents the savior. And so I have been, so I actually got a bouquet of flowers that are all purple, hued, um, Mm -hmm. various shades of purple. And I have those on my kitchen table and that little tiny reminder. I mean, it's a small thing. It mm-hmm. is a bouquet of flowers on my kitchen table. But every time I look at it, do you know what I think about? I think about the savior, Jesus Christ. That's awesome. You know, it's, it's a really easy thing. And now every time I see the color purple, you know, outside, somebody's wearing a purple shirt at the grocery store. Guess what I think about? I know I think about the savior. And I,
0: you already said right. it before I okay. could guess.
1: So let's say, and then I'm on the computer and somebody posts a picture on Instagram or Facebook. Okay, I never look at either one of those on my computer. So I'm on my phone Mm -hmm. and I'm on Instagram or Facebook and somebody posts a picture that has a lot of purple in it. Guess what I think about?
0: Savior Jesus Christ.
1: Yes, you got it. You got it. And it's, it's those little things that, like you said, it doesn't have to be a giant, huge, monumental thing. Those little things that we can do to bring Christ into our lives every single day can be incredibly profound.
0: And don't call it crap, because Megan the Mitch Mitchell will call you out if you call that crap. You know what I gave up for Lent this year? What did you give up? The observing of Lent. Think about that for a minute. (laughs) I
1: I will. I will. I I will say that aside from some of the, the liturgy that you would experience in a Catholic church, there's a lot of principles in Lent that are fully adaptable to a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And it actually kind of surprises me that we don't celebrate it in our own way. But there's there's some really important and profound principles that are interest, very, very um, awesome to look into.
0: So there's the, the challenge. Days 30 days of Lent. That, that yeah. may become a vlogger. There we go. Get that done. <laughs> We, exactly. You might do that. Exactly. No, I, I agree with you. I could I wholeheartedly <laughs> agree with you. Uh we're gonna take a break when we come back, we've got Corey K. Ward the Pharaoh himself talking about temples in the church. It's a temple ticker. We'll come right back. <laughs> Best DJ in Utah.com. It's been a while since we've had a new one of these, and I apologize for that. It's because I've been so busy DJing events all over the country. Uh, but especially here in Utah, been able to do some great, uh, you know, weddings. I've done a, a prom or two for different listeners of the Cultural Hall. I love it when you uh, reach out to me at bestdjinutah.com, or uh, you can find the phone number online as well. I would love it if you say, hey, I heard about you on the Cultural Hall, because maybe, just maybe, I give a Cultural Hall discount. Uh, all sorts of events. It doesn't have to be a, a wedding. It could be a community event. Maybe it's a ward or youth activity I'm doing one of those this summer. In fact, just lock the deal down on that. Uh, Whatever it may be, if you need music to accompany your event or you just need a great MC, I would love to be able to help you out you're simply going to need to go to bestdjinutah.com. Hi friends, Dan the Laptop Man here from PC Laptops. Our lifetime service guarantee has become the most trusted warranty in the industry. You can get a brand new PC Laptops desktop computer and they start at only $29 a month. Check us out at pclaptops.com. Here in the third block, welcome him back. Uh, I mean, some people suggested that we use Palms, but I just don't think that you're that great to welcome you back uh so interpret it however you will if people want to i'll make it their own choice uh nonetheless it is Corey, the pharaoh k ward how are you sir
2: good it's good to be here it's been about a month since we've talked
0: yeah and i'm excited because it's uh going to be a full slate of news about temples of the church of jesus christ of latter-day saints we call it the temple ticker where we just go through not only like dedications and groundbreakings which Now in the Nelson administration, we could find ourselves talking about that on the weekly about everything that's going on there. But it's also if there's a hubbub about a temple I'm looking at you, Heber City, we talk about that or anything else that we can even grab in because sometimes news is a little slower and we go, I don't know, there's a temple in that city. Should we talk about that city? You bet. We call it the temple ticker. Where do you want to start, Corey?
2: Well, we're thinking about temples in a city. Um, I was recently on a, a trip to Mexico and I got to visit one of those temples. And? And it's an interesting temple because um, it's kind of like in the historic city center um, of the area. And so there's kind of like this wall that kind of is like right there at the street. And then inside kind of the atrium is where the temple is. It's kind of an unusual experience. It's in Merida, Mexico
0: okay now that's is that one of like the i call them the quad temples in mexico city is that that's not one of them that's a different no area. this is on the
2: yucatan peninsula okay um it's like one of those uh, hinkley mini temples that all look the same there's about 44 of them that look the same but it's it's kind of funny because you have like this historic city um that's like has you know cathedrals from the 1500s and everything and then you have the walled temple in the middle of this city.
0: interesting did you um? Did you grab a ram horn and go up to the wall of the temple or the of the grounds? <laughs> see if you could do anything there, or did you just decide to pass?
2: I walked around it a couple times. <laughs> Maybe I should have done seven times.
0: Yeah, seven <laughs> times, and then blow a ram horn. Come on, that's right. <laughs> uh, read your Bible, everyone who doesn't know any idea what we're talking about. Uh, well that that's that's cool. It, in my mind, I'm sort of envisioning it. Have you ever been to Louisiana, New Orleans? And you know yeah. how every every hotel in New Orleans sort of has that fountain that's in its courtyard? Is it like that sort of? Uh a case could be made. It's a stretch. Like
2: no way. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know your you're referring to, I guess.
0: Well, so, so well, okay. I digress. It it just seems like Ancient, it's one of those yeah. things where you're like, Oh, here's this thing. And then, you know, if you make your way past the right door or the right wall, it's like, Oh, this is a completely other thing in the midst of this completely different thing. Gotcha. Yeah. I wanted to use the word similitude, but I didn't get there. So Mexico, but, uh, Brazil seems to be where all the action is recently.
2: Yeah. Um, the last couple of weeks got site announcements for where some temples will be built. The, um, the, let's see, the Victoria, Uh um, Brazil temple. Uh, I'm sorry. (laughs) Let's see. Sorry. Let's go to the temple locations. Um, Victoria, Brazil. Um, It's going to be kind of on one of the kind of the city center also of the city. Um, It's kind of looks like an old strip mall. Looks like some sort of old university that used to do it. There's a cool little bike lane right there in the center of the street that looks kind of cool. So
0: So bike traffic to the Victoria, Brazil. Uh, And then also, I don't even know how you say this, man. This is two guys (laughs) that don't know how to say these words.
2: (sighs) Portuguese, I, I mean, I know Spanish, but not Portuguese, and it. it's a little bit different, but I think it's Maceo. Um, It's They're going to build it, kind of it looks like a coconut orchard, because all the trees are spaced, everything, the coconut trees and everything. Um, but what's interesting is it's on one of the main roads of the city, um, and it's going to be right next to a, a department store that has a large Statue of Liberty statue.
0: Right like the, the United lot. States Statue of Liberty statue? Yeah,
2: exactly. So you're going to have a lot of pictures with the temple with the Statue of Liberty in the background it's gonna be it's, interesting
0: and now you now you know all this because you google earth the sites is that how you figure it out
2: yeah i looked at what the site looked like
0: so so what's the story on why the statue of liberty is there by the brazil <laughs> temple
2: it's actually kind of new like i looked on the imagery and it was built like like 2022 so okay. i think it's just a way to have the mall to get attention for people to pass by hey what's this place let's stop in and buy some stuff
0: um so funny. It's not like a Liberty tax, and there's somebody out there out front in a statue of Liberty costume flipping a sign around because I uh, don't have you ever seen those here in Utah, Corn? Yeah, yeah, there's I a big understand. tax thing. and especially as we go into tax season, man, they've got the the flowy arm guy and then someone else spinning and it's anything you can do to get attention. when I lived in Cedar City, which, we're going to justify being able to talk about this because there's a temple in Cedar city on the far South end of town. They decided, you know what we should do similar to the Brazil statue of Liberty. Let's build a lighthouse for no reason. And so there's this massive (laughs) lighthouse that as you're driving down i 15, you go, is that why is there a light? We are nowhere near an ocean, but it works. Draws attention. There you go. Uh, And I confused you because we we jumped to a different part of uh, the, sorry.
2: uh, Yeah. And and I, I my notes, I, I labeled it wrong. The on the temple. So there's temple. There's two temple dedications that were announced. One of them's for Bentonville, Arkansas. I labeled that wrong on the notes, and then the other one is Brasilia, Brazil.
0: Okay. Okay. Um,
2: So the the Bentonville, Arkansas temple. um, It will be there. Will have be uh, a media and VIP tours uh, June 12th to 13th, and then an open house to the public June 17th to July 1st. And then for reasons that are kind of baffle me, there's going to be a two and a half month wait for the dedication on, on September 17th and other well, I will do
0: that. Interesting. Uh I, So I have an explanation for a month of that, but yes. I don't have an explanation for two months of a wait. The, uh the brethren take off the month of July so that That's I right. can easily write off why it wouldn't be in July. Cause they are like here, do do be have family, all the things, you know, you're not going to be working go. So that makes sense why he w- may not do it in July, but n- yeah, no idea why they would wait in in such a long time.
2: Hmm. So the well, the next thing is the Brasilia Brazil Temple will also be dedicated on September seventeenth, but they're having their open house in August, huh. guess first through the twenty sixth is where the the media and the public open house will be. So they're gonna have the dedications on the same day. Elder Neil Anderson will do the one in Brasilia. Um, so those two temples, Bentonville and brazilia brazil dedicated on the same day but bentonville has to wait a lot longer
0: do you want to uh, between
2: the open house and and the dedication
0: i actually have a little bit of audio about them talking about why they decided to push it out so long would you like to hear it oh i would love to all right you want to do it in july in arkansas do you have any idea how terrible the weather is so hot so stuffy Let's just move it. No one will notice except for Corey K. Ward. Literally, <laughs> no one will notice how long this is. Okay, all right. Let's push it to September and see if anyone notices. All right, Benville there we go. All right, Ben, are you in? Yeah, I mean, okay, good. Crazy. So that's a little bit of audio of why they decided to move it to September. I
2: mean, you might as well move the open house until August, if you're yes. not going to have the dedication until September, because that's the time frame was okay for Brazil, but not for... I
0: honestly I don't, know. don't know, but if you've ever been in the South in, in the summer, in those hot july august months <laughs> that's the only thing that i can think of unless there's something else going on in arkansas. I, i'm pretty
2: sure brazil's pretty hot i don't know never mind
0: you stop comparing arkansas is nothing like brazil <laughs> arkansas is, is not the Brasilia, brazil i got nothing okay so uh that gets us through that open house reservations what's this about
2: yeah upcoming march 25th they'll start in richmond virginia so you can get your reservations now and then in columbus ohio they're starting on april 29th and you can get your parking reservations so i guess in this temple if you can arrive to the temple you really don't without a car you don't need a reservation Um, but if you need parking because it's limited you do have to make a reservation
0: and that's a that is a revamp of the columbus ohio temple because it was actually dedicated originally uh, when i was out there serving in cleveland so and mold right. is that what they had to redo stuff
2: it appears so it looks like all kind of those temples they're one by one starting to next they're um gonna do the one in hawaii in kona and they have probably a few other plans for the future so one by one they're kind of um renovating all these small pinkly temples
0: yeah i'll tell you what the one in uh, kona it it's amazing there's a steak center yeah. right there in the same parking lot and you're just you're kind of driving by because there's mainly just like one highway in Hawaii that sort of goes around the island and you kind uh. of come around and you go, is that, oh my God, Jeez!" And then you come down and it's got all the waterfalls, not exactly like the, um, the glory, like you see at the Laie Temple over on Oahu, but it's just gorgeous, breathtaking Dif- different. I don't know. Maybe it's just because you're in Hawaii and you feel different. But yeah. It does, this it is the exact same design
2: as the the Temple of Mexico that I visited last week.
0: Yeah. Okay.
2: Okay. But it's not like, like I said, it's kind of walled behind some buildings.
0: Yeah. This one's out for everybody to see. Everyone can take a little peek. Uh, right. And then a uh, big deal. I saw this and maybe this is just because of where I'm at and what I have my news fetchers sent to. But it was like three days of the Montpelier Temple.
2: <laughs> yeah, I guess a pretty strong news community up there. Um, but yeah, they're going to have a groundbreaking on June 17th by Randy K. Olson. Um, But they did not, usually they do release a rendering when they announce these um, groundbreakings, but they did not release one right now. So we're going to wait on that.
0: Not, not finished, do we suppose?
2: Maybe. Maybe they need extra approvals. I don't know.
0: Okay. And then, then uh, Van- Vanuatu, which everyone only knows because of Survivor Season 9.
2: that's right and we talked about how they had a groundbreaking scheduled for march 4th but it did not happen because two cyclones came through the islands cyclone judy and cyclone kevin they were like category four so kind of a big deal uh looks like no one was killed um in the storm but yeah they're still recovering from that and they'll have to do that groundbreaking later
0: millions upon millions of destruction there and the church has done some really great uh humanitarian effort uh, for Cyclone Judy and Cyclone Kevin. We've shared those articles in previous articles of news. Uh, and then, uh, let's see, we talked about Brazil already. So take us right to the uh, the hubbub about the Heber City Temple.
2: Yeah, so in the last month, there's been some hubbub. Um, KPCW has been reporting about this pretty, um, for, uh, pretty, uh, what's the word? They've been reporting on it through the last month. And um, first they reported that the church didn't submit a request in time for the next meeting. So they were thinking maybe the church was hitting the brakes on their um, request to have the, uh, get a variance on the dark skies ordinance. Um, but then it seems like they were actually kind of having extra talks with the County and the County kind of wants to rework its policy and everything, but they're still probably willing to grant this uh, exception to the church and the temple. And then just this past week, uh, they had a, open house for all the neighbors in the community to show off the the plans, the renderings, the designs, and kind of talk to the HOA people around. Um, some of them were not happy. Some of them said that they probably expect that some of their neighbors will probably move because they don't want to see a bright building in their neighborhood where they thought they could see some nice dark skies. Um, but... Yeah, they, they, most of them think that it's kind of a done deal because, you know, they already had a groundbreaking mm-hmm. like before they got any of these approvals or had it, had any outreach to the members. They're just like, yeah, we had the groundbreaking back in the fall and we're finally getting around to having all the approvals and meeting the neighbors and everything. So kind of seems like a
0: done deal. And you you said meeting, but it also sounded like you said beating the neighbors a little bit. And I think that that's an, a bit <laughs> of what's sorry. going on as well, where it's like, guys, we're we're not going away. Some of the people <laughs> in, in the county, in the city, they're, you know, same team as us. We're going to get this figured out. What I didn't know, you know, we talked mainly about the dark skies and the issue with that, with Heber City, but Heber City is a a small enough town that there are lots of people that are upset about just the size of the building in general, because there's not anything really that large up in Heber City. And they're like, come on, make it, you know, make it a shorter, less lit building. And, uh, that, that was a component uh, that was part of it that I had not considered.
2: I was certainly surprised by the size of the temple. Like this is the same size as some of them in the the Wasatch Front that, you know, have two baptisteries and everything. Um, you know, Heber only has like six stakes, and there's maybe two stakes up in Park City. And so, I think I would I would expect it a smaller temple than this. Well, I guess they're, they're more they're more ambitious for growth.
0: Well, and it's a catch-all for everything that's along the Wasatch back, right? So you yeah, have yeah. you know Wallsburg, and you have some Camas folks, and you have all of the but even then, it's that's only.
2: It's only eight stakes, and there's several temples that are being built right now, much smaller than this, that have even more stakes. So
0: It was the highest growth area during the pandemic, Corey. Let them have it. People are coming. People are getting there. They'll they'll (laughs) let them have this. I don't know. I think it'd be cool if if the church acquiesced and it ends up being like this flat, you know, just sprawling, dark building. (laughs) <laughs> they're just like fine guys guys is this what you want fine we'll do this and they just have a whole city block one level temple that they keep dark after six okay they yeah. won't do it they will not do any of that not a single bit uh, Abidjan is that how you say that in Ivory Coast
2: I think so Abidjan um, yeah uh, Elder D. toured the temple went on his visit there in West Africa and the church actually released some photos of the interior So it's interesting to see what the progress looks like inside. Um, I think the progress has been a little bit slow in this temple. The pandemic probably didn't help with that. Um, It's been under construction for like four years. Um, They still probably have another year left. Um, The temple president was announced in 2021, and normally that Mm. happens when they're about ready to finish. Um, But what's unique about this temple is that it does have that silver Moroni. So one of the last Moronis that will be dedicated, and it's a unique
0: one. Is there any other place that has a silver Moroni? No, this is the only one. And why is it that it has one there?
2: I mean, I can only speculate, but Please. I speculate that <laughs> this is kind of in that in that time when they were like, I think they were probably having discussions about phasing out Moroni, mm-hmm. and so they probably were like, you know, this is kind of a a poor African country, and so we don't want to like look like we're too wealthy, so let's just turn uh, it silver. Oh. I don't know. <laughs> interesting
0: like i hadn't even bit. considered i hadn't even considered that part of it but there yeah, i mean I the know. temples are in other poor communities but maybe not not near as much as the island post. well
2: hmm. who knows i'm oh. not privy to those internal discussions
0: oh, we're gonna find out Corey, and i'll let you know if anyone knows <laughs> contact at the cultural Hall. Com. why is there a silver moroni going in in the ivory coast so what else anything else significant about that temple or that temple visit
2: um just that he he visited all over the west africa he went to monrovia and sierra leone and um ghana so all those places will have new temples soon
0: okay uh new temple presidents and matrons boy we are getting all of the temple news when we start mentioning the the presidents (laughs) and matrons
2: yeah, well, I'm only going to mention the ones that were, or the temples that haven't been dedicated yet. So this indicates that they will probably will be dedicated soon, probably later this year, early next year. Uh, I won't go too in-depth of what, um, but everyone's local. So that's, a, I think, a good development. Everyone kind of comes from the local area. Mm-hmm. Um, so the temples are Pueblo, Mexico, Taylorsville, Utah, Woo-hoo! Bentonville, Arkansas. Moses Lake, Washington; Layton, Utah; Casper, Wyoming; Red Cliffs, Utah; and Brasilia, Brazil. So some of those already have dedications announced. Some of them will probably have dedications soon, and they'll probably be later this year, maybe early next year. Um, and I just kind of like looking at kind of like the the resume of the of the presidents that are called. Most of them are have been mission presidents and leaders. Um, some of them have been MTC presidents, and so. But some of them are have been stake presidents or area seventies. One was even, he was even a patriarch, so kind of a a different type of you know, resume than your normal um, uh, what's the temple president.
0: Yeah. Now I uh, I'm looking ahead at kind of what a, our second or or last pieces of news are, and concept plan leak. Are we going to get in trouble? Are we getting in trouble for what we're about to talk about? Um, we can talk about it. No, let's talk right. about it. Let's get in trouble. Let's. <laughs> we won't let's publish anything. Let's get edgy. Edgy.
2: Okay. See if anyone listens to this podcast. Yeah. Um. So on Reddit, maybe possibly the X-Men Reddit. It seems like someone leaked, um, some concept plans that were meant for Temple Square, and so big caveat, a big asterisk. Um, who knows if this was adopted. Who knows if this is just in development? Then there's been significant revisions. Uh, who knows if it will happen? Um, so that's that. But basically, it's a kind of a master plan of the next, you know, couple of decades of what Temple Square will look like, and kind of what the ideas that they want to put forward and how to improve guest experience, how to um, kind of even president nelson has said this he wants temple square to be a place like the vatican or the temple mount in jerusalem a kind of a religious place where people go and it's kind of a world-class site Hmm. and so it kind of alludes that in this in this master um plan it kind of alludes to that and they even uh propose uh changing the name of temple square to something that kind of reflects that to something like the mountain of the lord or something like that
0: interesting but
2: so with Go ahead.
0: No, I was just going to say, I'm. but there's one part of this that I, I have a really hard time believing. <laughs> what do you
2: have hard time the,
0: believing? The the moving of the church offices, the removal of the church office building, the Joseph Smith Memorial Building, and CAB. I'm trying to rack my brain for what that stands the for. The church
2: administrative uh, building, church the one where like the first presidency and the corner of the 12th has their office. Uh-huh,
0: uh-huh.
2: So yeah, it looks like if this long-term plan goes into effect, they kind of want to clear out the area around the temple. And I think it's actually pretty plausible that they are having discussions about replacing the church office building because it's about fifty years old. Oh, and it's terrible. They're trying to, they're trying to um, earthquake-proof everything, and it's probably it's probably a good opportunity to um, just change what the skyline looks like. Yeah. And so the church has several blocks around Temple Square, um, around kind of where the 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 Vivint delta center is um and so we kind of a propose kind of moving those church offices to that area kind of creating a new um you know new areas of guest experience um having several like basically converting several of the streets into tunnels mm. so that traffic can be divert can get out so that basically people can walk around the area without the sound of traffic and everything that would take a lot of work with the the city and everything um
0: i guess i believe also, it
2: I, okay. I believe reading through this, I, I'm pretty sure it's. It can't be some deep deep fake because just there's too many clues on here that have already been alluded to. Um, that it seems very plausible, even if this won't be implemented fully. Um, if there's still in discussions about this, but it's a very um, interesting plan. Before there's like talks about like uh, places for outdoor music musical events that you can gather and listen to them, yeah. the Tabernacle Choir outside. Yes, looks <laughs> about that. like a place for an Easter celebration like an easter pageant probably like they have in mesa just like this huge like lawn in front of the salt lake temple where the all the offices are right now um kind of like a probably moving kind of welfare square kind of that service area of the church into temple square to have visitors come through a lot of like ponds and open space and lawns and everything and moving all the church offices to this kind of new sprawling complex
0: you know what i hope that they do I want them to take the Joseph Smith Memorial building and turn it back into the Hotel Utah, and so you can stay literally on Temple Square. I would love that.
2: Well, if this plan goes through, then it would possibly be demolished. I can't.
0: So, so the rest of it I can believe. (laughs) Church administration building, sure. Uh, The church office building, all right. Although I do hope that they open up the church office building for like three days and all the base <laughs> jumpers can go up to the top and oh. off legally as opposed exactly. to getting arrested like they did for <laughs> several years back in the 90s, early 2000s. But uh-huh. uh, I would love it, love, love it, love it, love it. If they just convert it back to the old Hotel Utah so people can hang out Interesting. because yeah. they do it. I mean, think think no further than Italy and the Italy temple, right? There's a hotel there. You stay right on the property. Yeah, really that's right. it pretty close and then yes uh, i mean it
2: has it has several like phases or like um like different choices that that can be made different forks in the development that they propose so this is it's a very tentative plan it's just like outlining the vision not like any set plans but kind of saying hey, this is in the next couple decades this is what we're going to be working towards
0: and I don't think that you should use the word vision so lightly, Corey. I think that... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, let, let's wrap this out. We go to a couple of places sure. that are experiencing some snow, some cold weather temples. Some cold weather, yeah.
2: We mentioned that they're going to have a dedication in open house in May for the Helena Montana temple. And they're not messing around. They really want nice flowers for this open house. So they built a greenhouse around kind of the flower beds of the temple so they can already start growing flowers. So... <laughs> who cares about being i don't know environmentally friendly just using all this energy to make sure you have flowers <laughs> i don't know maybe i'm kind yeah. of cynical that way
0: yeah sure i get it but but it's already been canonized into, into our uh hymn book though you knew this right, That's right. <laughs> no have you, you have uh, this is one of the new songs god we're breaking all sorts of stuff uh here on in this uh temple ticker <laughs> episode but they're one of the new songs um I don't know. I don't know if I want to sing it. I guess I should I guess I should sing it so people can uh you know hear it. <clears throat> there is a greenhouse far away outside the <laughs> temple walls. <laughs> you just came up with that right now? I did. <laughs> wow. Oh <laughs> uh, shoot. And then Tucson. This is cool. I've actually seen some pictures of this and it's amazing.
2: Yeah, you got snow in Tucson, Arizona at the Tucson Temple. So I don't know how long it's been since there's been snow in Tucson, but just recently we, they've spent a temple built. And so we have some cool photos of the, uh, the snow on the cactus.
0: Yeah, pretty awesome. So people can check out the links uh, to all the stories that we have. They'll be in the show notes for this particular episode. Uh, also, uh, we're not going to send you the leaked documents, even if you sent us an email <laughs> to contact at the and say you can find them hey. on, on Reddit. Yeah, just search it. Just Google search it, or maybe I would email it back to you, Um, Corey. Thank you, sir. I hope that this (sighs) episode has nourished and strengthened your body.
2: Hope that if you weren't here, that you can be here next week,
0: and if that you are anyway sick or afflicted, that you can be healthy and join us next time. In the meantime, Chris at Alpine Lakes Travel, Rick McGee, Debbie Wanless, and Chocolate Cake Bites Podcast. We'll be saving a seat for you
2: on the back row of. The oh, Cultural the Hall. The Cultural Hall.
0: They me a seat. It's sure to be neat. On the back row, we really got to go on the Cultural Hall show.